And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Blog Talk Radio. And then there will be barking. That will yeah. be part That'll of the <laughs> Hello, everybody, and uh, welcome to RU Instant Reaction Review. I am your host, uh, RUScreening.com's <laughs> own Mark Eastman. It's going to be that day. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And yeah, it's dog day again, so Shane will Anything be playing with happen, the dogs. Right. Uh, this week, we're reviewing Godzilla, and I think this is going to be a really interesting week. So show I. slash whatever right. we're doing. It's kind of the true kickoff to summer, I think. Yeah. Now, we already had, like, Spider-Man. Captain America. Quite a while ago now, we had Captain America. But now we're at the at the spot where we've decided it's actually summer, and then it's, like, week after week after week yeah. after week. And, that, and so, in a way, that's so, what I feel. Like, right. you have so, week after week of monsters or superheroes. Right. Spider-Man kind of just missed the window a little yeah. bit. And, yeah. and then it had, like, a... You get that dead week, and then it's not summer. That was such a weird you, dead week, too. You have that dead week. Man. But uh, so next week, X-Men, and yeah. everyone is looking forward to that. I and uh, Are you? Something the next week. I am. I'm just very nervous about I, yeah. it. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to X-Men, but I'm just a little scared yeah. that uh, maybe we think we're really cool now and, right. and maybe it will go in slightly strange ways who knows it's kind of like the uh you know the last x-men if if that had gone just that could have easily gone just slightly weirder yeah. and it would have really been bizarro yeah. it already was yeah. odd enough that people were kind of <laughs> yeah it, it wasn't getting as solid reviews as right. like the first one right. or whatever and uh, and I liked it. I liked the last one a lot, but it's it's that same idea, you know. If yeah. we if we tweak how much we're playing with all this political mumbo jumbo all over the place, right? Then all of a sudden it's like you feel like you're barely watching an X Men movie right. at all. Yeah. And it's anyway, um, yeah. Something is a week after. Well, it's Maleficent. No. Yeah. No, that's. Well, I mean, not, it is. Oh, it's a million ways to. Yeah, there you go. I'm, an, I'm counting that yeah. a million ways to die. Not, I'm not that. Maleficent. But you're right. It's pretty much week after week, and, and then uh, And then after, after that, it's the Tom Cruise, and yep. uh, and that one. You know, the more I see about that one, the more I like it. Uh, me too. Which is weird because at first I kind of went, "Wait, what now?" I remember like the, the first, first film. couple of trailers for that where they where they don't give you. You know, they're just yeah. little teasers, and they don't give you a lot. Yeah. I kind of was like, uh, really? I, I don't think know. That, but... I think that trailer, if I'm remembering it right, for Edge of Tomorrow snuck up on both of us. I think we were watching right, something, yeah. and we looked at that and went, what the hell was that? <laughs> right. It's like, I don't know. It looked yeah, it was a, there was a really, really early teaser it was. at one point. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, it just, I don't know. It was. I'm uh, having was a lot weird. of fun with Tom Cruise in sci-fi films, though. Yeah, Olivia, I, that's this. a new I game. Mean, I'm, I'm all right with that. But um, he, can, he can run with now that. Now that we've had some really extended trailers and uh, various clips from different spots and everything, yeah, it's starting to look pretty good. Yeah. And, and you know the thing the thing about that movie is uh, that one makes me nervous too. Even though it looks pretty fun and it looks like you know Tom Cruise, I feel like is the guy who can play that character. Yeah. It's almost uh, somewhat reminiscent of, uh, what's that movie, like Night and Day or something? Yeah. Where he's the weird spy guy yeah. and whatever, the girl gets wrapped up in his world all of a sudden. Right. Whatever it is. Like, he was really good in that, even yeah. though it's kind the of a goofy movie. movie. Yeah. It's not the greatest movie, but it's not terrible. Right, and he's good in it. But he was really good in it, and yeah. it, he's got kind of a similar idea of what he's playing. Yeah. At least in certain parts of it, anyway. Yeah. But you know what makes me nervous about that movie is it hints at like 
big twistiness or there's yeah there's some and then all of a sudden it's like a M Night movie right Let's at the not. end and then you go duh right right <laughs> well it's funny when we watched uh, and we watched Godzilla Friday night we saw it in 3D right. just to get that out of the way right. when we when that preview came up I heard over or behind us a bunch of people were like whoa right like when the preview just ended because it ends with kind of a like a let's reset and uh, he's like no and you get the sense that she thinks that like right. they can still and, reset right. and, and he's and like awake he's like if you kill me I'm dead and like, then that she's kind of going thing. what are you not telling me right How yeah, many, yeah you yeah, know yeah. whatever and then you know at the end of the movie uh, they're playing a video game and, right right, and it's right. Like, or even dead ever. all along or right. who knows right. I mean but it was funny to hear the chorus of just people be like oh yeah whoa. right or uh, you know what's that movie God it's uh, the one that it really kind of flew under the radar quite a bit, and and the <laughs> monster noises. The dogs I think it's awesome. We're yeah, gonna Godzilla, have and we're gonna Godzilla have monster noises. Uh, what was that movie? I feel like it might have been Jake Gyllenhaal, and uh, he keeps going back to oh, try yeah, 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 and keep yeah, yeah. the train from exploding. Right. And then in the end, we find out. Okay, so I'm, it's all spoiled the movie, but we <laughs> yeah. find out that like the whole time he's already encased in this weird yeah. machine, and he, you know whatever. Anyway, so and, which I think that worked in that movie. I, I, I think that was really good. But that's the kind of thing that's very you dangerous. You can because, really alienate people with right, that really quickly. You know, all of a sudden you escape from the compound and you're not in the village anymore right. and then your movie is just right, bonkers right. and whatever. So anyway, I I have my reservations about that one. So um Godzilla. Right. Here we go. We should uh get on to Godzilla. Yeah. And we do have uh one interview clip with uh Aaron Taylor Johnson will play in a little bit and uh apologies to people who might have thought that there were going to be more interview clips. But uh, this is a movie that no one would say anything interesting about. So they're, let, they're letting it talk for there itself. There you go. This is a movie, and um, okay, we'll do the ratings like, okay. right now because people are we'll already they love it emailing us. Right? I, I still hear people. people are writing emails yeah. right now. We're gonna get it right up front, complaining about that. I am going to give this uh, a seven. Yeah, yeah, six and a half. Oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I will be, be less than right, you. Right. I got a Price is Right under Okay, picture, I'm, but I'll I'm, rate it six. Yeah. <laughs> right. That would be a fun show. Bid it down and just be yeah, like, I right. can still justify this bid. That's you know? right. And then we'll see um, how low can you it, go. It's, it's, for, it's pretty close to a seven, but the more I think about the stuff that bothered me a little bit and how unnecessary it was and how better the film would have benefited just listen to me. Then you know I'm, yeah, I'm but if we're gonna if we're gonna rate movies based on I know if you could have made it better yeah. then that's a different well, and scale. I've, and I've actually I've actually thought a bit more about the film over the weekend because I had a bunch of people ask me about it right and in talking to them about it I'm this is one of these films that that people that listen to us often are gonna know I'm gonna sound like I'm seven and a half eight because right. what I liked I loved right. But in in really thinking about how I felt the moment we walked out of the theater, I was at six and a half. Right. I was not quite at seven. I think it's better than average, but it it just was kind of strange. And uh, so we have had emails about yeah. this movie, and you know, so we may get phone calls. We we had emails about it because I I've basically been sort of backing you on have. it. You have, although not exactly. Like, it's easy to say you have, but you really haven't. That's the thing. <laughs> right. But I think I've helped perpetuate I, this. Like Mark really hates Godzilla. Right. That's Mark Eastman. I, I've has. been uh, I've been kind of I guess you know bagging on just the general idea that I wasn't looking forward to it a lot, but yeah. not. You know, I I didn't say this movie's going to suck. No. I said I don't care if it's good right. or bad. <laughs> so and if it sucks, it's not going to change my worldview. Right. And, anyway. And I think at one point you're like, why do we even need this movie? Uh, exactly. You know? and, I, I was, and that's okay. I but... was A, very scared of it, Yeah. Uh, just like the last time we had a Godzilla movie. Yeah, and I, I was very nervous about what was going to happen with it. And B, you know, with all the complaining people do about uh, remaking and rehashing everything and no one can have an original idea. Yeah. I mean, it, but it's okay to do this. I right. Mean, right. I mean, how do those yeah. mesh? I don't know. I just, you know, I had very negative things to say. And I'll tell you one of the <laughs> most interesting emails we got. Nobody, yeah. nobody exactly like asked a Went question yeah. uh, that works for being addressed specifically, but people right. were, you know, saying, 
oh, give it a chance, uh, whatever, right? But one one of the uh, kind of interesting things was uh, somebody sent us an email and said, okay, so here's what you've said about not looking forward to it, yep. right? But what if what they do is like a real serious update of the very original concept right? and just put slightly better special effects to it. Yeah. And that's what I feel like actually happened. <laughs> In a lot of ways it was, and, you know, strangely enough. And, and it plays And well. that's what I liked about it, yeah. except the, the weirder thing is that now that I've seen the movie, right, now I really don't know who's supposed to like this movie. <laughs> and people are liking this movie, or, yeah. or at least people are giving it fair, fairly <laughs> decent ratings and yeah. stuff. Even the critics are giving it pretty yeah. decent ratings. They're pretty warm it's, on it. You know, it's fresh yep. or whatever on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. It's, it's high enough to be certified fresh, whatever the hell that Who means. knows? But um, it, it's getting decent reviews. And here's the thing that makes it so that I can't understand exactly why why people like it. I know why I like it. I like this yeah. movie almost in a very backwards way. I like it because Godzilla is a dude in a suit. Mm-hmm. And I love that. Yeah. And, you know, they Godzilla and, you know, the uh, the bad guy monsters or whatever right. are completely ridiculous. And, you know, the I, I don't even know the mutos or yeah. uh, I guess is what yeah. we're calling them for because underground because we made a goofy organ, anagram. Yeah. Right. We got to have something whatever happened. But um, and and they didn't have a name for him already. They had a name for Godzilla right. from ages, ages ago. Right. And these things are new, so they came up with a new name. But those things are ridiculous looking. Yeah. They look like somebody built it out of it, like, you know, foam. I was and, pretty I was actually pretty impressed before we get too far away from it. I love the way Godzilla looked in the movie. Like, I did I too. Really loved it. And these things, I didn't hate them. They looked a lot like the Cloverfield monster. Like a lot. They looked looked very weird. Yeah. And they made no sense. Right. And and they made no sense in like the most awesome, sure, insane ways that I thought was great. Yeah. But who else is I mean they they have like a EMP pulse weapon. I love it. Yeah. Which no animal from hundreds of thousands of years ago would ever have right. because why? Right. Nature. Well, what, what would it do? Yeah. It, there's nothing for it to do. <laughs> yeah. They don't even have eyes. Right. But they have sci-fi movie looking things that work as eyes. Right. It looked like the, I, I mean, it looked like the Knight Rider just, scanner. I can't right, think I it was going to go back and right. forth. And, they're just bizarrely yeah. awful and dumb. Yeah. And it was awesome. Right. Because, because it, it it felt so much like watching a really old Godzilla movie where yeah. everything is terrible special yeah. effects and you know you can see the guy's sock poking out yeah, of the yeah, bottom yeah. of this the costume or, the red or yeah. whatever, right? I mean, the Godzilla thing looked so cheesy and goofy and bad. Yeah. It was so obviously just a dude walking around <laughs> in a suit yeah. and he would smash buildings and it would be awesome because even you know the smashing of buildings we don't care about how the laws of physics work. Right. You we know, there's like debris and... there's like uh, iPad apps that yeah. better display yeah. how physics work than what happens because you know stuff flies in weird directions. You go, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and it was it was great. Yeah. But but now I'm thinking, who's wanting that? Who's out there after that? Because what right. people want is you know something right more real. So right. uh, you know I don't know. It's, it was a very strange experience watching it, but I love all the all the stuff that I thought everyone else probably ought to think this is terrible. Yeah, but I love it in a different way. Right, right. But right. I'm thinking your average moviegoer is going to go, "This looks dumb." Yeah. So, but, but apparently they're not. This is like one of those films that if you know, if someone came up to me and was like, "I saw Godzilla," man, I hated that. I'd be like, "I understand. I get that." Or if they said, man, that's the best film I've seen in the year, I'd be I like, know. I get that too. I, I could kind like, of get This that, is right. a strange film, and that's not why I'm rating it near the middle of a scale. It's just that I can see why everybody would love or hate it. It's right. really strange. Like I think there's, there's 
parts of it that have to do with the pacing and we'll get to certain things that we thought that maybe would be better if they weren't in it at all. Right. Uh, there, there are definitely parts that are wrong. Right. Right. Not even not even misplaced, not out of order, because just of what they're in the middle of, right? Too. Right. So the, there's eventually there's a certain amount of uh, trying to do things for no great reason. Yeah. And and you know so w- we should say because usually a movie like this, this is what people be talking about. Every right. other movie that, well, almost every other movie that's one of these giant summer movies. What people are talking about at this point is who directed it. Yeah, <laughs> and, right, right. and this movie, gigantic movie, yeah, with tons of money, right, and some fair names to it and everything. Yeah, I yeah. mean, some yeah. some decent names, and uh, you know, not like all the biggest stars in the universe or whatever, right. but still some big people in it, so lots of money, right. And uh, the director is Gareth Edwards, who has done almost nothing else. Yeah. Which is odd, should maybe yeah. raise some red flags to people. Maybe, yeah. Um, he's got one other movie and like a couple of shorts, but even the other movie he has is, you know, a very it, small. Yeah, maybe not a lot of people have seen. A very this, small but. thing that uh, probably not a lot of people have seen and is similarly uh, massively special effects. Yeah, and he did a lot with that and movie. not a lot and, of money. And he comes from you yeah. know being the special that effects guy. coordinator and, and all that on lots of other movies. He's right. been on some big movies yeah. as the effects coordinator, yeah. but directing not so much. And the, th- the thing that's weird about that is this is almost a movie that's just not directed. I mean, I, I, it, I said this to yeah. you before. It's a movie that's produced right. like nobody's business, right, right. but really like directed – this is a movie that feels a lot more like it's directed by committee. Right. And he's the guy that we're well, putting the spotlight on to do to the thing. things, yeah. But there's so much of this movie that it jumps around in strange and sometimes even positive ways. Yeah. But there's a lot of stuff in this movie that I feel like, you know, really had nothing to do with him wanting to do it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and there's, there's a lot of the film. One of the things that I that I wasn't wild about, which is the, which is what I felt was the complete predictability of what was happening. I mean, it was really like pretty much straightforward after the first 20 minutes. Yeah. But how are you going to avoid that? I know. Godzilla look, movie? I don't think, I don't think Godzilla should be a film noir film where, you know, we got to like do detective work for things. He's too big. Right. But I, a little surprise here or there might've been okay, but I didn't think that there was much there. I thought well, it was in a way, in a way it's on autopilot. And I'm not holding it to be like it needs to be the usual suspects. Uh, but I, I, would I think like, you're right. But... I would like a little bit of something along the way. And, and I'm, willing to concede, I'm willing to concede rather that maybe some aspect of that is also part of the problem that I had with you know, the movie when it takes over. There's a lot of different versions of the, of the movie, uh, a lot of different installments. So there's like the first 20, 25 minutes basically Brian Cranston's story. Right. And then it goes on to his son, who's Aaron Taylor Johnson. And Sometimes he's boring. Sometimes he's boring and the film seems predictable, so it then seems twice as predictable and boring. Right. And I guess maybe that's where I'm coming from. And it would have been nice if he'd had a little bit more light in his eyes. I think it, I think it definitely is, even uh, to the point that uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, at one point, you're not sure <laughs> what he's sighing about, I think. Yeah, right. And, and, it's, like, and yeah. it's kind of it's funny because... Um, but anyway, I, right. I, I do think that it is very predictable, but... When you're watching Godzilla movie, is that really in the same camp as, you know, like a romantic comedy? Right. I mean, they right. get together at the end. Right. That's they're going to break coming. up. They're going to. Yeah, I know. And I, it's I like, agree. Well, yeah. I agree. But, did, you know, did you it, really like solve the mystery of the century because you figured out where this it, movie was yeah. going? There's only so much room probably to play sure. with Godzilla movie. Sure. But like you said, there is. So there's these, you know, there's the bad uh, monsters, monsters right? right and there's the big egg thing yeah, where yeah, yeah. A, and we get to a part where uh aaron taylor johnson is is in there and and he's coming out and then you see him like look back and then he uh and, yeah. he, and he like goes oh okay and, right. he, and he goes back in because now he's got to destroy all these eggs all these eggs that are created in this like weird you know if you didn't know what you were looking at. Right. 
and, and you just looked at a picture of that real quick, and you couldn't see everything so that you would know exactly what it was. Yeah. You would think it was just like some internal workings of the Star Trek Enterprise. Right. And, it, and it this does. is just the light display. Yeah. I'm like, how the hell did this crazy, you know, monster from a million years ago right. put the eggs together in this weird thing with the... It's, it's like so, a bioluminescent it, like, it's time so, clock. It's so nutty anyway. But at the point that he sighs like that, is he sighing because he has to go back there? Or is he sighing because this is the dumbass thing in the script right. that I have right. to do now? Right. right. And, you know, you could go either way. Um, well, but, okay, go ahead. No, no you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, in, in terms of what I was saying, is that, that you know, Brian Cranston's character is um, Aaron Taylor Johnson's dad. And you see a story when he's a kid, and then you see other things later. And even though yeah, there's it, not a whole lot of screen... It's a giant span of time. Yeah, even, so yeah it does. People may not and, realize and that. And even the first 20, 25 minutes, which sets up this whole arc of you know, the father and the son and you know, the start of the monsters, it, um, it, it might be Brian Cranston's just really talented. But even Juliette Binoche, I thought, was kind of like... I thought anyone could have been her. Like, I well, don't think she brought yeah. a ton, but and no one else, anyone I mean, anybody else sure could have been, been Brian her. Cranston, but I thought he brought a lot in that first installment. He, he made that work, yeah. And, and, and in that and regard... I think we should say, actually, like, you know, okay, spoiler alert. We're trying to, I'm if, trying if to you, skip around it. That's why I'm saying no, the first, we don't, the we first don't, installment. We don't need but, to skip around it, right. but uh, I think we should spoil that part of the movie. Right. He's not in it as long <laughs> as you think he's going to Right, be. Brian Cranston's so. really not it. If you're going to see a Brian Cranston movie... <laughs> right, you're in trouble. You're in a lot of trouble. And, and I'll tell you, I hate that since we talk about the trailers sometimes, and we won't go the whole route. Right. I don't like the trailer for that fact because it, yeah, it, it pushes it, it as being his movie. Yeah. And we even talked, I mean, we're digressing upon digressions now, but we even talked after the film, we both thought he was going to be in it longer by just like video or flashback or something. Like or, when, or when right, he, anything. When he's yeah. done, he, he's done. There's right. nothing left but his name on the credits. So he does so much in such a short amount of time that when Aaron Taylor Johnson has like another hour and 40 minutes of film to do all of these things and doesn't like there's a void there that's just not being filled. And it just, he seems just kind of like a generic soldier with the, you know, stereotypical nurse girlfriend that he's trying to get back. You know what I mean? Like I've seen that a million times, just a little deviation, a little interest and and a little bit more of his character because we get tons of Brian Cranston's character. I see a ton of it. And then this blank tablet kind of guy who's right. like, I'm just going where the wind points me as long as I can get back to my nurse girlfriend. Right. Like, and, know. and you know, the thing that's weird about that is it you, sounds you, nitpicky, but you, it's actually a lot of the movie. You so. kick off. Um, so the movie starts out like ages before anything. I don't remember even what the first thing is, but it's like 1999, somewhere around there, I guess. Well, there's a lot of weird and, footage that's supposed to be like from the. Oh, well, 40s, sure, it's you know, also that got and that. And that's interesting. Right. That was an interesting lead-in. It, it, it's also got but, that stuff. But, but yeah, the film but starts. But there's, uh, you know, whatever it is that happens when we're digging somewhere and we right. dug in the wrong place and <laughs> yeah. all of a sudden all this nuclear half energy. of an island collapses in on yeah. itself. And then there's where we find the weird yeah. pods that yeah. <laughs> one of them hatched or whatever. And it makes its way to this place in Japan that's like the closest nuclear reactor. Right. Brian Cranston is somebody fairly in charge of the nuclear reactor. I don't know if he's, you know, numero uno at the place or whatever, but yeah. he's like a big shot at the this nuclear facility in Japan. And his wife works there too, whatever. But anyway, this is when Aaron Taylor Johnson is a little kid. And he's, you know, he's probably like seven or eight or something. Right. I don't know. He's like really little kid. And and then, you know, the giant monster causes problems. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and then we fast forward to uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Johnson is, you know, he's grown. He's a Navy, I think. Is, yeah, is he's he, a Navy bomb expert. He's, he's yeah, a, he's, he's, he's in bomb disposal right. and everything, whatever. Cool. And that's and, not foreshadowing. And, and basically, his dad is a nut. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's tinfoil on the window is kind of especially nut, like, through his eyes. Anyway, right. he thinks my dad's that nut who's still in Japan, who's right. who's working on conspiracy theories and you yeah. know whatever. He's got maps all over. He's constantly his, his getting life. arrested. Like, right. He's he's uh, trying to go places and figure out things about what happened. 
and he's just basically a nut. And then all of a sudden, um, as soon as as Aaron Taylor Johnson gets to come home, yeah. he's got to fly to Japan and get his dad out of jail right. or whatever because you know because of his nuttiness. And then you know then everything takes off. Right. And it is weird that not only does Brian Cranston do a really great job. He does a really great job in both of these things he has to do. Yeah. He has to sell you that early part. Yeah. And then he's got to sell you that later part that he's got to sell you that he turned into this guy that it's like a decade later right. or whatever it is. Right. Who who has, you know, lived this life and yeah. gotten to this point and he does and that he does. with one line. He when he, when his son confronts him after freeing him from a Japanese jail, you know, for trespassing in this, you know, quarantine zone that he's not supposed to be in which is where he used to live, and he's looking for evidence to prove what he thinks is out there. He, he solidifies this whole thing with just one sentence. He's like, I, you know, like, he tells his son, like, I sent your mom down there. Right. And the way he does it, it's, it's an exclamation point. It's the end of the discussion. You don't need to have any more woes. Right. And he sells it. He does it in Perfectly. one line, and it's and, done. And he sells it. And what's cool is one of the things that I will give this movie for sure, even though I'm, I'm not rating it low or anything. No, yeah. Um, although... It, you know, I'm rating it high by way of saying that it's utterly stupid. <laughs> right. So it's just a pop take, film. Take so, that. Yeah. Take that, however you can. Right. This is a movie, though. I should say, for my crazy rating mm-hmm. of uh, if people are trying to make any sense of it, right? Right. This is exactly a movie that nine times out of ten I would rate this like two and a half or three, because all of the things that could have been terrible about it yeah they actually did really good yeah there there is a lot of good stuff but most of the time a movie like this that basically is purposely stupid in a lot of ways Uh i mean because it's just trying to be you know dumb and it's trying to really really sell the homage to the early movie it it is definitely there if you've seen it i don't think you not recognize if lots of stuff had not been done as well as it is in right. this movie, I really would have hated it. Right. It would have been real garbage. One thing I thought that it was very interesting, because this is the kind of thing that you come at it from, I felt like the movie tried to do exactly what it wanted to be and never tried another thing. Like, it wasn't pretentious about what it was trying to sell. There's a moment where it kind of hints that there's like a nuclear problem we still have to talk about. Right. But every Godzilla film did that. Right. Like Godzilla as itself even 50 years ago, is a metaphor for nuclear right, right. You know, weapons. I actually had a lot of fun just seeing that it was like, you know what, put the popcorn in your lap, right. put your head back, and just relax. Let us, and, let us and, amuse and, you And, you know, it was, I thought it was really, oh, it was great. I thought it was really great in the sense that, you know, when exactly the way that I was talking about Godzilla long ago, before I yeah. had ever seen the movie, you know, the whole, the whole gig of Godzilla... Yeah is, you know, like I said, it's it's the same as having, like, the stop-motion skeletons fighting, right. you, you know, Sinbad, Sinbad. or something, yeah. right? The whole the whole point of it was just, it was so early on in movies that it was like, it was just like, look, I think I could do this. Yeah, right. Now, I have to have kind of a movie and yeah. make sort of a story, so fine, I'll, let's right. do this. But look at the cool <laughs> right. thing. Yeah. You know, it's like... Um, you you don't have to go that far back from when Godzilla was coming out, and you've got all of you know God knows what with black and white movies and everything. And I mean, Godzilla's really old. Yeah, really old. <laughs> A lot of people don't. I they think, just think he's like ah from the seventies. I don't think put him no. in the exact right place, right? But you know, this is a time when you know you could still get people to duck. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. like. Yeah. They'd see stuff coming and go, what the hell is this? Right. Anyway, it's maybe not quite that old. But uh, but funny. but anyway, I think it's it's bizarre that this movie was almost, you know, speaking with the same voice. It was just going, yeah. just look how cool. Just updated, <laughs> you updated know? look. Yeah. Even when there's some stuff in the movie that happens where it's it's absolutely stupid. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff in the movie that happens. Like for one thing, the EMP thing. I know you don't like the EMP, it, and I know you don't like the nuclear it, hunger it, kind of thing too. No, because that totally makes no sense. Right. But I, I actually like the nuclear hunger thing. Yeah. Because it's just the right amount of completely it's just stupid, the right amount. Right? Yeah, it's just the right crazy to put in there. The EMP thing, I think, yeah. is too. 
except when we keep doing it over and over. Right. We should, we got to like move on or something, you know, because yeah. when it's, when you just do it just to go, look, we can film like planes falling out of the right. sky because of the EMP pulse. And then you go, whoa, that's cool. Yeah. And that's what, but when you just keep doing the same right. thing over and over, and, then, and it's, I, then it's not well, fun I, and cool. I get why the storytellers, you know, the writers want that too. Because they need, in this day and age, you need to know, why don't we just drop a few bombs on these guys? Why don't we come in with our jets and our stealth bombers? And you're, right. you're basically saying, we learn very early on, you can't, because it'll just fire an EMP and we'll all be dead. Right. So I get it, but you're right. They do kind of go to it a few too many times. Right. But. And, and uh, on the other hand, uh, as far as a problem with the movie, and you were talking about like what we do exactly with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yeah. And one of the things that, uh, you know, I told you this already. One of the things I love about what they do with him is that he's everywhere and he's at the heart of all the problems all the time. Yeah. Initially, because he's connected to his dad, uh-huh. but then he's like, all we got to work with. Then he you know, moves on to the next step, which just happens to be exactly right. the right place to go. But in this movie, he's not really a hero. Right. And, and I, he's like a journeyman. I love of, yeah. that about him. He's, he's, like, he's not the guy who's moving from one place to another because I will save the world and I will right. do all the right things. He's like the guy who acts like he just can't get out of his own way. Yeah. He can't catch a break. Right. He can't avoid the damn thing. And like we said... And, and, and I think that's really yeah. cool direction. And, I, and like what we said when we walked out of the film and we were talking about this briefly, I think it's done 100% believably. Like I really right. do genuinely think where he's at and how he gets bumped to the next scene, it works. It makes sense. And, and speaking of it being done believably... That was actually something I was going to say a long time ago. But yeah. um, one of the things that's really cool about it is that most of the dialogue mm-hmm. is actually dialogue you can believe people would say. Yeah. Especially when you've got like uh, Brian Cranston and, you know, he's just, I mean, he's just losing his shit at yeah. one point. Right. And he sells it and yeah. you believe it. And, and what he says about it are things that you believe he would say. And, and, the other Dude. characters, I don't know about Aaron Taylor Johnson because he still never says all that much. No, ultimately. But you've got like uh, Ken Watanabe mm-hmm. is the chief scientist of the Doomsday Brigade, right. who is like the secret whatever they are. Right. I mean, they're like they're the people running the island on Lost yeah, or something. Right, I don't right, know. Yeah. I don't know who they are exactly. <laughs> but awesome. but he's the uh, they're the leader and, of and Monarch, they, and they've been around forever. Forever. And well, not forever, forever, but for like he's a really not immortal, long time. But they, they're right. aware of Godzilla originally, right. you know, stuff like that. Right. But. That that's another cool thing that I thought <laughs> that they just like hand that off to you. Yeah. Like they don't even pay too much attention to it, but they just go, "Oh, there's plenty of people who've known Godzilla's been right. we've all been around yeah. for you know since the right. 40s or 50s. It's almost or like whatever. the internet just doesn't work on that side <laughs> of the world. But you know, there are there are these things. And, and, and I sound like I am riffing on, you know, Taylor Johnson a bunch. What actually does happen is he's just likable enough without really trying hard. He doesn't pander to want to watch him go through these scenes. I didn't loathe him being and everything. Right. I just wanted him to have more than that one emotion. When he sees, when he sees the other monster for the first time, he's just kind of like, I wonder if I should go get some bagels. Like he's right. not, he's not. And, and if one actually wants to believe you know the contemporized version of this film because i've heard that a bunch like it's like you could watch this on cnn that's the experience that basically you get you know i think we would all be afraid if we saw a big monster right. but i also think with all the movies and the special effects we're a little desensitized to stuff too i think we'd be like that's not supposed to be there but i want to see his jaw drop a little right you know and the reason i'm saying this is again just to praise brian cranston in just a few seconds like he's he's at this reactor there's a leak. His wife, he sent down to go check it out. She's running with a team. We know they're going to die. He has to lock them in to save everybody. Right. And when he does and the red gas hits the wall and he turns and he's crying and he's emotional, he's dealing with everything. And then you start hearing the pounding on the glass right. and the look on his face because he has to turn and see his wife. That's amazing. Right. And I don't see anything uh, a billionth of that on Aaron Taylor Johnson's right. face. You know? even, his, even his girlfriend, who's 
she looked like she was crying in every scene, right. you know, almost, except the one moment when he finally comes home. And, and I mean, she's, she's even crying she's, then. She's but actually she's a good actress. She's like, good, and it freaks yeah. me out because it's uh, Elizabeth Olsen. Right. So right. she's, you know, not the twins. Right. The, the she, other. She's not the, the Olsen twins. the other one. Kid, but the, the more talented one, I guess. So, <laughs> you know. Well, she's like the uh, older, younger, yeah, older, I don't know, I sister of um, the Olsen twins. But she's awesome. Yeah. I mean, she's doing she a lot of things. She's giving us where Brian Cranston isn't around, the emotional weight, if, if, if the film needs any. And she doesn't get the and time it, it to do it, right. or, the, or she doesn't get like a well-enough-crafted scene to work with yeah. to really do it, but she's doing the best she can. Right. And you know, the problem uh, I have, too, with Aaron Taylor Johnson, although I like him and I've liked him in lots of things, yeah. but in this, really what he is, and this could have been easily you know like a nine yeah except that what he is really is like just good enough that you don't not like him right that's what i was saying like he's he's like right personable enough so that i don't right at that spot where you're going okay i'll keep watching godzilla which is funny (laughs) because his acting style his acting style and if people don't if you can't place him he's kick-ass he's he's the star of kick-ass and in kick-ass and in the sequel He's basically acting the same way. He doesn't have a varied range of emotions there. Like, he's basically this guy who's just kind of showing up, doing the action scenes, and then going on. But it, it's, not like, it's not like I think in a film you should have, like, Ken Watanabe display more emotions than the lead of the, of the film anyway. But he does. And, and that's okay. Um, because like we said, for the most part, he is the facilitator in the bridge to getting the scenes from one to the next. And he's not loathsome like those guys, like those asses in Pacific Rim that I hated. Those (laughs) scientists, I couldn't stand any scene they were in to bridge the scenes. Um, but he's just not like a Charlie Hunnam. He's not got that natural charisma that's going to carry over into anything. But, but I don't know. But he all of that usually stuff, does. He's good in this. Like this right. is like I said in the beginning. Like I'm talking like I'm giving this a four. I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. It's right. really fun to watch. One of the things that I thought was really interesting about the film was its purposeful dedication to not showing Godzilla much. Right. Most films. And it's easy to remember things like the Hulk, where, you know, in Ang Lee's film, like, you go 67, 68 minutes before you see the Hulk, and that's too long. People want to see the Hulk Hulk out. Right. You see things, you get senses of Godzilla from the early footage as the credits open, but and then they show little blips of him here and there. But it's meaningfully done, but it's, too. It's, it's great. It's actually building the tension <laughs> yeah. to see him. And when we do see him, you get a, a monster fight. I mean, literally a monstrous fight, but monsters fighting, and it and it's great. Right. Like it's it's really and fun to do. It, it is it is really well done. I think that uh, they hint at him. They, yeah, a lot. Uh, He's not just blazed over, but they sort of you know tease him, and then you'll even see really a uh, you know his whole leg or whatever. Uh, I don't know. And man, yeah. that, and, and you know That's it's great. It's funny actually. because that first <laughs> that first time you see. A fair amount of him. You yeah. don't see all of him. But you see, like, that leg. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you know, this could be footage from the original movie. Yeah. It's like, this yeah. is so weirdly yeah. bad uh, special effects for now. Right. That it, it's it's so weird when that happens. Like that sounds like a negative. It's actually a wicked positive. I, it's, it's really I great. think it's positive. I think it was great. But it it is interesting and well thought out the way that they hint at him and you know it made me think of uh the best movie ever for <laughs> oh for godzilla for this i thought you were no, gonna say the best no, movie ever we're no, gonna for really this, jump the track uh, <laughs> yeah we're gonna talk about something <laughs> yeah, completely like gone with the wind the is... best movie ever for doing this yeah i think and probably the best movie there will ever be all right this you're for, building this up for doing this i am is dragon slayer okay because you don't see the dragon forever for a long, you get glimpses little you, things you see yeah. like his shadow or yeah. whatever you do, you everyone's scared of him yeah. you might like see fire or something and but they suck you into it really really well yeah. right and then you finally see it and it's like scary as hell right i mean for right. all things considered right, right? <laughs> for a 1981 film but right. yeah no I know what you mean. It, it was, uh, and, and they do the same kind of thing yeah. here, and it and it works really well when you do finally see him. Except 
here's the thing. Yeah, for me anyway. Uh-oh. And and, and I, st- uh, you know, I I still like the movie. Yeah. Except in this movie, it, he's almost like clown looking. It it's you mean so bad. It just all of when the you whole. when you see all of Godzilla, and. I don't know how you can think of anything except where can I rent that suit? Because it's like it's so weirdly cheesy it's, looking. It's an when interesting. You see him. It's an interesting bridge between obviously a big but it's guy not like and scary and it's like, like a CGI. They, like they it's almost like they build them. this whole thing yeah. up, and then, they, and then they finally reveal him, and you go, "Well, all right." I <laughs> still, I still think I he know. looked awesome. And and I know you're not saying he didn't, but no. Like when they pan up, when you're seeing the leg, and it goes up to his little Godzilla arms and stuff, right? And, when you get to his face, there is an emotion on his face. And right. it's like, you made me swim all this way. <laughs> right. I am going to put you through a wall. Like that right. kind of thing. And I loved it. And, and when he started fighting, when it was all going crazy, you know, that's when you're like, okay, I've sat through all the stuff. And it hasn't been terribly boring. There are a couple little stretches. But now it's time. Now it's time right. to put the popcorn to your face and just enjoy what happens. You know, we didn't talk about this, and we're not terribly running out of time, but we're getting close. I haven't seen a film that looked as beautiful as this. Not because we saw it in 3D, just the choices. And we don't often I didn't, talk about camera stuff. I didn't think stuff. the 3D was all that necessary, quite frankly. I was going really, to say I'm really happy we saw it in 3D. I thought it worked really, really well. But I mean just the, the aesthetic. But, it, like, but it's only a few parts that out, only of, out of a two-hour movie. It's only like probably, I don't know, 15 yeah. total minutes maybe there were times that you when, really get when it really out hits. of it. So. There, were these, there were these moments in the first like 35 or 40 minutes where just the, the camera angle is perfect. Like right. just the, and it's not, I know that sounds like such a weird thing. It's almost like saying in my, you know, the book I'm reading, the letter A's look so beautiful. Right. You know, I know that, but if when you see this film, if you haven't yet, it's beautiful to look even at. when it's they're just uh, so stunning when they're and walking this, in the caverns yeah. and they find and you know that made me think of um there's one part where they figure out that they're about to be in trouble because right. the thing they're, the thing caves in all of a sudden they they go in this cave they figure out that what they're walking through yeah. is the skeleton of like An Godzilla's yeah, great grandpa who right. was five times as big as Godzilla or yeah. something. I don't know, like gigantic skeleton, and then they find the little pods of these, whatever they're supposed to be, some kind of parasite. Know, yeah, of that's what they said. They whatever, were, right? Yeah. Which it, it's sort of, it's very weird the things they don't want to talk <laughs> about or point at, right? Yeah. But anyway, when they when you see them walking through the caverns and stuff. All I could think of was this looks so awesome, yeah, and feels so cool, yeah. And they're doing this so well. And you know what it made me think of was um, you say Alien? No, no, but rela- I see, related I see to Alien, thing. yeah. Uh, the the other one, the suck one that <laughs> that we just saw last year. Uh, <laughs> Damn, what is you gonna say, Prometheus? Movie? Yeah. Uh, okay. Because yeah, there, are, there are parts it, it where yeah. there are parts where you're going after <laughs> the, the same one. thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. In Prometheus, right? And it's terrible. It is, and right. and it doesn't give you well, the feeling or the look right, and it's and it's gone goofy. Yeah. And here it's very similar kind how, of thing going on. How funny! Just as a quick like real note in the news, they must be so psyched because they just found this enormous dinosaur bone. And it's like supposed to be the biggest thing that ever lived for 77 million years. And then we're watching Godzilla and it's like, this right. is Godzilla's great grandfather. Right. The hugest thing ever. No, there's, there's also this thing where in the beginning, like when Brian Cranston puts his, they put the kid on the bus and they're going to work and they're in this very Japanese kind of house. I mean, they're living in Japan right, right. and it pans up and over the hill and that's where the nuclear reactors are. And it's these beautiful transitions from like what you're seeing to contrast to what's going on. That thing happened. I was I was consciously making effort to remember all of the beautiful things like that for the right. first hour. Right. And then the next hour is really just action. It's you know the halo jumpers that you see in the trailers. It's Godzilla wrecking havoc. All these things. It just never stops being beautiful. Like it is a really gorgeous looking film. Right. And 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 then also even though you know you get to a certain point and then it's action, but then there you know there are these weird. Like times we're not quite into the action, I guess. But yeah. but uh, when when Brian Cranston goes back to his house, 
there are a lot of scenes now as much as I like said this is a movie that's not directed and right. and I don't know that there's there would in any universe be any way to try and say that Gareth Edwards deserves any recognition <laughs> for his job as director right? right if he got nominated for best director you know you would it would night as day i mean right. it would be like what the hell are you talking about right, right? But that said, there are some really cool things like you were talking about. There are some great scenes put together. There, yep. there are some we, – we get weird shots. And what I think really helps this movie work is there's a lot of stuff that should suck. Yeah, a That lot. is really cool. It is good. Yeah. There's, there's one scene in particular where they go back to their house yeah. and they pan up and you see the happy birthday sign. Yeah. And that should just that be, should be so cheesy and, and so, terrible. Yeah. And it was great. And it's and awesome. Even w- right in the moment of that happening, I'm like, how is this good? Right. Because right. this should just be dumb. Yeah. I mean, this should just be yep. flagrantly, like, almost calling you stupid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, like, if you get anything out of this, it's because you're an idiot. We're <laughs> putting it in the movie because there are lots of idiots. Right. And they'll see right. our movie. And they'll love it. And yet it's good. Yeah. And you're like, how can that happen? Yeah, but you know, with um, <laughs> we're just gonna say Aaron Taylor Johnson as many times as we can. Well, his name's Ford. I mean, we could just call him Ford. But you know, Ford, yeah, Ford. Whatever. There you go. Let's call, let's do let's that easy. Ford, Ford bro. You know, ten minutes um, before the end of the show, let's do what we can do. Right. So you know, one of the real problems I have with this movie. Okay. So now it is. Here's why it sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because we've been talking it up, and it's still really good. Right. Um, I think a lot of the parts. All of the parts that you might think I was going to say are why it sucks are why it's great, right? <laughs> because right. Um, this is a flip flop. Because all of the all the stuff that happens with these animals is just stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that uh, even considering it being a Godzilla movie, the fact that you've got these creatures moving, making the exact same noise as Transformers moving, mm-hmm. is stupid. <laughs> And horrible, and the whole backstory of where they came from, yeah, and how they can exist is stupid. And there's lots of parts to it. There, there are a couple things that I really wish would have been better. Like, for example, the um, these two bad guy aliens, mm-hmm. they never really get. I don't feel like they never really get to the end of the movie where it has to fight Godzilla because that's what Godzilla movies are about, right? right? I don't feel like they really sell me on the fact that there's any danger to Godzilla because they're goofy looking mosquito things. Mm-hmm. And even if you even if you try to tell me that they can punch Godzilla a bunch of times right. and it will wear him down or whatever, I just feel like the end of that movie when they actually fight mm-hmm. should have just been like 10 seconds of Godzilla going swat, swat. <laughs> Fire! It would have been, awesome. It would've been right. awesome if Godzilla had come out of the water, took took a couple of missiles, <laughs> beat the crap out of these things, ripped right. off a wing, bit through its face, and then just snarled and went back into the water. Like I that would have been funny. No, but you can't do there's, that. There's definitely a moment in the film where we're supposed to believe that Godzilla can lose and and is losing when they team up on him, when right. they both get an advantage and they're they're piercing him and stabbing him, and and as a fight goes in nature. You know, he can take any one of them. He would kill either one of them. But being distracted by one while the other right, hits him from right. behind, thats we're supposed to believe that. Even when, you know, Ken Montanabe says, like, he is the alpha of the alpha. Like, right. this is that. We're looking at what we're He's supposed to be He's the alpha seeing. predator right, of, of all the history time. of Earth. Right. And I just, I, you know, we're supposed to believe it, but we're, you know, maybe if we were kids, it would have more of an impact. Right. Like, I'm, this doesn't spoil anything. Godzilla wins. Okay, but right. we're we're led to believe he's dead. You know right. that it cost him his life. And a friend of mine took his kids to see it, and his eight-year-old was crying because he thought Godzilla was dead. Right. And I would I know better. I know there's a sequel. I know they want toys. Like I know Godzilla won't die. But if I were that young, maybe I'd think maybe Godzilla had no shot. You know what I mean? Like right. maybe it's right. for them, not for us, because we know. And you know another cool thing is that that. When Godzilla dies, it's a it's a weird, very close mirror to when Brian Cranston dies. Yeah, because when Brian Cranston dies, at first you get this scene yeah. that's like very similar, where what you kind of think is going to happen right. is that they're gonna 
they're on a helicopter. Right. And like what you think is probably going to happen is that they're going to land and then, you know, hook them up to the jumper cable yeah, and yeah, they'll yeah. bring them back right. or whatever. And then, you know, he'll be in really bad shape right. but for the rest help, of the he movie. He can talk you through it. Yeah. But, and then all of a sudden, zip. Yeah, they, they zip like, him they in the body bag. in the body bag. You, what? <laughs> Yeah. And it, yeah. It's, it's actually it was for me it was very surprising. It I was. was very surprised at how short he's all of a sudden in it. Yeah. And they kind of sold that scene on, you know, if you were going to make that his fake death at the beginning, right. that's exactly how you would do you it. You would do and it, it would, exactly it would look like just that. like yeah. that. And then all of a sudden they go, Nope, but right, wait, he's right, he's right. really dead. But um we're we're getting a little close we're on time close. on time. But the you know the one thing I wanted to talk about is Ford, right? Right. <laughs> and, right. And see a, the problems I have with this movie, where it really drags it down for me, and it, it's not absolutely Aaron Taylor Johnson's fault. No, um, no, because they wrote a lot of this stuff where you know, like you said, this is the really easy version of this character. His trying to get home to his wife, yeah, and all this stuff, and all of that stuff that has to do with Ford's character. A lot of it I really didn't like, especially when you tie it together with things like the bridge. Yeah, when they're going to try and lure the bad guy monsters out into the ocean with the nuclear bomb, right, and then have it go off and kill them, right, and, and everything, and that's our big plan. And yet, the way our big plan comes together is that we stick it on a train. Yeah. And then, not only do we stick it on a train, but we stick it on a train and go, okay, find me a train that goes over like an impossibly <laughs> goofy bridge, yeah. like out of, uh, you know, a bridge that they only invented these bridges so that we could make westerns. Right. Like right. nobody actually yeah. went. This on is the Great Train Robbery such a, Bridge. Such yeah. a bridge, right? right. I would never go over that bridge. <laughs> None of no bridge like that yeah. ever really existed anywhere except in old movies, right. and somehow they found one. Yeah, yeah. And and then made it dark and foggy. Right. Yeah. And it was like, oh, just having this at all is like really goofy right now. And the reason that I really hold this movie accountable for a lot of that stuff is that it's completely unnecessary. It's not part of Godzilla to have this Ford guy going into goofy situations. And, and I think even the way that we built this whole, his nurse girlfriend, Uh just so that we could have them come together at the end and like a really kind of, just overdone version yeah. of, you know, the end of every disaster movie kind of thing, which it's funny because I was uh, talking to you before the movie started about how so many people are like calling this a really good disaster movie. Right. And saying, oh, what a great, you know, I, I don't know why people are picking up on that, but I've seen a, several critics yeah. say that. And, but it's not. No. But so that it made, absolutely that is made not. me go into the movie with yeah. like a kind of different idea of what might right. happen. Like we made a disaster movie, and then it's been like sitting on the shelf for a while, and we you know X out tornado and write in Godzilla right. and make it like right. that. And that's not what it is no, at all. No, no, which no. it's thankfully. I, exactly. You know, the way I felt. That yeah. would have sucked. But I don't know why people are I don't either. I think spinning they're, it that they're way. They're trying to find a way. It way. It's either a, a PR thing. They're trying to find a way to get people to see it, or they're just... Maybe that's the way they see it. I, I can't imagine seeing it that way, because it doesn't feel like that to me. Even no, when you, even when, Even when a person forces that opinion onto me, I'm like, I don't see that. No. Like, so, whatever. But did you want to do the... the oh, yeah. Let's listen to bite? Aaron Taylor Johnson. So, um... Yeah, I meant to do this earlier, actually, but yeah, I, I uh, since it. people are tuning in, hoping to hear Aaron Taylor Johnson. <laughs> but, um, you know, I mentioned the clips earlier. I wanted to get a clip of Gareth Edwards, and he just wouldn't say anything all that <laughs> yeah. interesting, right? Except uh, he does – he's clearly a big fan of Godzilla and, and yeah. the whole history of Godzilla movies and everything. Yeah. And Aaron Taylor Johnson also is not saying anything particularly <laughs> interesting, but he's talking about his character. But right. the reason that the reason that I'm going to play it when I could have easily just skipped it and not done it is because I just want people to hear him talk. Right. Because just because right. you've seen a couple of his movies does not mean that so you've get listened ready. to him, right? Right. Get ready. So uh, here's Aaron Taylor Johnson sort of talking, you know, very 
generically about uh, who Ford is and what happens to him. I play a lieutenant, EOD officer, uh, who disarms bombs, basically. Um, so there's, uh, he ends up getting dragged in and, and, you know, sort of slowly trying to sort of maneuver his way closer back to, uh, back to home but by also having to go on these missions to, uh, you know, and at one point there's, uh, there is no other option but to try and, you know, the more people on, hands-on, the, 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 the chances we can stop these monsters, otherwise there won't be a home kind of feeling, you know, so it's, uh, he's drawn and, um, and it's, and, you know, that's why it's so emotional and heartbreaking because there's all these challenges and, you know, uh, throughout that, uh, he's being forced into positions that um, that uh, are possibly going to end his life, and uh, and also you know, and his child and wife. Now, so first of all, he's clearly hammered, right? Or you know, it's just that, or he's bored. He's had a long day of junk. He is. He's, he's. He sounds like that Miss America contestant who's answering something she doesn't know, and she's just going to talk until she can circumvent to the right. answer. There's, there's no chance of guessing what they asked him. Right. At, yeah. At the, yeah, at really. the beginning of that, what they asked him was, um, "Have you uh, seen any of the earlier Godzilla yeah. movies?" <laughs> I, I thought of something. I, I'm wrong to say this in one regard, because I, I was listening to this, and it made me think of like, what is one of my favorite moments in the film? And it's when. He's really trying to get back to his wife. They've done all the they've done all the the real heavy legwork, and he's getting on this train. And this this little Japanese boy gets separated from his parents. And on the on the um, on the entranceway to the subway, um, <laughs> we're having a little battle of the monsters here in the living room. On the entrance to the subway, he he realizes he's separated from his parents. Can't get the door open. He's telling them, "Hey, I'll get you back. Don't worry. Just stay right, put." Right. And he has this quick throwaway moment that's a great line. He's just like, man, I better not miss my train, kid. You know, right. I mean, it's this moment that gives him personality, and you realize more about his character than all these other things that he's done lately. Right. Okay. That moment, though, made me think of this. I understand why someone might now say that this is maybe a really good disaster film. There are three or four quick seconds um, over a period of like an hour where once now the monsters are up and people are fleeing cities – and you see these huge lines of traffic and people just anarchy coming out. Like, I actually understand that. Like, that's probably a big disaster thing. Yeah, that's really maybe. Giving, that's really giving over you to know, them. But I, it's an amazing thing, too, because you start seeing, like, the breakdown of society when everything's starting to break out. Right. And, I, and I like that because it reminds me of really what, what probably would happen. People wouldn't just sit... Right. On their Pe- Tokyo people porch would, and be like, well, I hope he doesn't... People would run. Hope there's no big like tsunami. That. Like, people That's would actually, really flee. It, it's kind and, of strange because in the movie, there's some of that... There's one scene that I really didn't like that I really thought we needed to, like, reshoot that. Yeah. Because there's one scene where they're running through the streets, people are climbing over yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the water comes. And they shot that wrong yeah. for me. And they needed to do that again and look at it in the dailies and say... Ah, let's take another look at that because there's a lot of parts where people are climbing over the cars when it's not helping them. Did you? See, they're I was like just going say out this. of their way there's, to climb out of a car when they could have just ran next to the, the screen, car. Exactly. The the screen is showing you, and there's cars on the right, but right to the next of it, wide open lane. Right. And the right. guy is over the car because we need someone running over cars because that's what they did in Independence Day. Right. Exactly. Because what happens I is there are too many thing. there are too many people in the way, right. and I have to go over the car right. to and try I'll do and get anything. through them. Right. And yet it's just not that cramped right, right. there. There's like nobody <laughs> there. Like, yeah. And he's uh, like, I'm gonna do this window thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I. It's the, the equivalent of kicking in a door before you try the handle. Like, that, that was it was just was unnecessary. Little, I actually remember that was thinking a little off putting. But you know, the other part of it is that there is are one. too many parts in the movie for me where you know I don't like you said you were talking really about sort of being desensitized to yeah. crazy things happening or right. whatever. I guess, but you know, three hundred foot monsters is not. <laughs> Your the average stuff that we're desensitized no, no, no. to, right? It's more violence. There were, yeah. there were too many parts in this movie where what I wanted to happen was for people to just lose their shit right. and, go, right. and go berserk yeah. and run like and start screaming like little girls and run. You know, when this giant moth thing yeah, that's yeah. bigger than most buildings you've seen right. that's gigantic all of a sudden is like in your face, yeah. dude, you're just... 
done. Right. You don't yeah, go, right. You don't start going, hmm, what should I do about right. this? Right. Can or, I go left or right? What, yeah, you're, you're dropping your pants. That's right. it. They're, they're full. Mean, you're not going anywhere. I guess for me, the thing that I said last week, and we're about to run out of time, six, so this is quick. The thing that I said last week, the, dog timer <laughs> goes the time last week where I said, for me, the big problem with the film is going to be whether the human element can bridge the moments to see Godzilla. Right. And for me, after Brian Cranston is dead, the human element of the film is kind of slow. Yeah, and it, it doesn't, doesn't really quite. work. It's a really fun film. I kind of feel like Godzilla at times is a co-star in his own movie, right. which is weird, but it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is a lot of fun, and I think that the fact that I like it yeah. ought to be that should be the telling to, an, to enough people. Yeah. Um, because I expected to hate it, but like you said, yeah. there's there's not enough to get it. Sh- I wish this could have easily had a little more. Yeah. And this is another example of like less would have been more. If yeah, I agree. Had, if we'd have yep. trimmed 20 minutes out of the movie, it would have been better, and it would have had a more human right element to it. And uh, the time's running out. We got to go. We will be back next week with uh, the X Men. Yep. And share and subscribe and tell all your friends, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.